Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, A Piece of Home. Around and around went the spinning wheel at the hands of the new bride. She enjoyed fulfilling her duties around the house and living her new vocation. As she worked, she gazed out the window onto the flat, arid land. The wheel slowed as she stared out inside, distracted from her work. Her only disappointment with marrying her husband was having to leave her hometown and move to his. She understood that his job required it, and she knew when she married him that this was going to be her life. But she still missed the lush mountains of her childhood home. What she would not give to transport that landscape to her new home. There was a knock at the door. Her husband stood in the doorway. The powerful, confident man smiled at her. Would you follow me, please? he asked. I have something to show you. She nodded, rising gracefully to follow him. He was always occupied with some project around the house. She knew they gave him great delight. Whatever he did was amazing, and she knew whatever he was going to show her would be wonderful. His latest project was something at their new house, which was currently under construction. She wondered what sort of thing had taken his fancy this time. He seemed like a little boy right now as they walked through the street, eager to get her approval. When the husband took his bride quickly through the new house to lead her out to the back, she caught her breath in amazement. While she knew whatever he set his mind to would be incredible, this was beyond anything she or anyone could have imagined. Behind her new house in that flat, arid land was a lush mountain, replete with all sorts of vegetation, with water running down its stepped sides. Every flora and fauna you could imagine was assembled there, in that mountain garden. As if in a dream, she wandered through this paradise. He followed close behind, grinning like a schoolboy. She could not believe this was real. Her husband had, in fact, granted her deepest desire to have a piece of her childhood here in her new home. What the man who created that mountain garden did was something that not only astounded this woman, but astounded the world. No one could believe such a thing was possible. It was so far beyond anything that had been seen before. To be honest, the story shared today is very likely a legend. There is no evidence that this woman's husband actually built this lush garden. But, as the old saying goes, if it's not true, it ought to be.
Sometimes, legends are told to live up to the men that they tell about. And sometimes, legends are also told about wonders to live up to their awe-inspiring majesty. So while Queen Amethyst of Media may not have inspired any monumental garden project, her husband, Nebuchadnezzar II, certainly built great wonders in his capital city. While these gardens may not have been built in the city that the ancient Greeks claimed they were, they did exist in Nineveh, built by Sennacherib, king of the Assyrians. No matter the details of their creation and location, they are still remembered today as one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. And for this week, that's the word. I always found the Hanging Gardens of Babylon fascinating. All the ancient wonders of the world were very fascinating. But the reason why we know for a probable fact that the Hanging Gardens of Babylon were actually in Nineveh is for a variety of reasons. One, they never found them in the ruins of Babylon. Two is Nebuchadnezzar never bragged about them. Nebuchadnezzar bragged about pretty much everything he did in lots of stone that he shipped around his whole kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he has no record of ever saying anything about massive gardens that are one of the wonders of the world in his capital city, in his backyard. Didn't he boast about naming streets? He did. That so was- if he boasts about like naming streets in his city, probably a magnificent garden that seems impossible to have would be something he would talk about. Exactly. But there was someone who did boast about having a massive garden with a mountain that was faked and rivers running down it. Mm-hmm. And that was Sennacherib in Nineveh. And you can see, actually, they drew a crude image of it in the uh, in their uh, stone. You can see that. And we'll have that on, actually, the story extras. You can go to our website to see that. But he drew up that in his records, and he bragged about his great uh, gardens that he had built. Well, the other thing that's important is the the reality of legends and civilizations. And a lot of the stories we told thus far on That's the Word are very much factual-based. And so to turn into a, a, a legend type of a story is very significant because what it does is it allows us to look at something that transcends a particular place and time to be able to communicate universal truths. It's part of the ethos of of just human imagination and things that inspire us and allows us to be able to to tell a good story that can give us true values that apply to human nature throughout all of time. And so that's why we want to tell stories on That's the Word, because it's a powerful way to communicate truths, the truths of our world, the truths of humanity, and the truths of God. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find our story extras for this story. Go to the piece of home under story extras and you get to see Seneca Rib's 
crew drawing of his great gardens. And we'll have some extra stuff there about the story as well. On SonsOfThunderRock.com, you can also find our email and our social links if you want to leave us feedback or give us story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.